Traveling the Vortex. Side trip. So here it is. Merry Christmas. Everybody's having fun. Look to the future now. It's only just begun. We've joined the doctor as he travels the vortex and landed in the toy box known as Side Trip Number 18. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. Well, it's Christmas time, and this is a very special side trip just for Christmas for you. We should say Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And uh, Happy New Year. For a minute, you were going to go, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> Again. <laughs> just, just stuck in my head. <clears throat> so we thought for this Christmas special, we would do a brief review of the 2015 Titan Comics special, Relative Dimensions. What did you guys think of the comic? It was fun. It was it, it was a nice surprise that, that Titan, first of all, dropped this story. Um, it was something that I think was a little off of our radar until yeah. Titan uh, announced it, announced yeah. it and uh, gave us a heads up and, and, and graciously gave us a preview copy, which I think this this is already out right. Yeah. By the time this you hear this, this, ep- this uh, issue will be on the newsstands. And you'll be It'll have been on the newsstands for nearly two weeks by so, the time yeah. you hear and this. So, um, so first of all, it was a nice surprise that they did a Christmas special. It's 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 that's quite fun that they're able to do something like that in 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 the same way that uh, the TV the, the, the series has a Christmas special. So does does the comic now. So um, overall, I think it's a it's a it's quite enjoyable. Um, it is in in Christmas special fashion. It's yes, a fun romp. It is. It really is. It, it, uh, the setup of it, I, I wondered where they were. Actually, the entire comic makes me wonder where are you going with this? Because when <laughs> yeah. when the doctor and it's the doc, it's the twelfth doctor and Clara when they show up at this Christmas party that they've been invited to, and we start to see a lot of familiar faces. And I thought, wow, it's really interesting that we went there. We've got Susan there. We've got Amy uh, and Amy Rory, Rory, Donna, uh, Donna, Captain Sarah, Jack, I think, Sarah right? Jane, the Brigadier, the Brigadier. I thought this was Stephen. Oh, I bet it is Steven. Yeah. I'm not sure who these two are supposed to be in the very background. Redhead and brunette. I'm not sure either on those. But yeah, that's definitely Steven there. So yeah. So yeah, you, we had all these former companions show up and they're all at this Christmas party for the doctor. And I thought this is kind of weird that, that this is how we're bringing Susan back into the fold. Um, this is kind of strange, and it didn't take too many panels to figure out. Oh, wait. <laughs> not long at all. <laughs> no, not long at all. We've got um, nutcrackers. <laughs> they all turn Everybody into turns into a nutcracker. This is kind of a neat little and, thing. And uh, very Christmassy. <laughs> yeah. So, my initial thought was I was very angry that somebody had stolen my, my short story. Really? Well, because it's the Christmas episode, and all the previous companions come back, and there's going to be a big festivus. And I went, I wrote that. That was an episode oh, yeah, of Doctor Who. Right. You know, uh, uh, Doctor Who. I forgot uh, that short story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I don't remember the name of the series now. <laughs> oh, I'm so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the continuing adventures into the thirteenth generation. Yeah. Um, reincarnated. Reincarnated. Yeah. Yes. Doctor Who reincarnated. And I thought they stole my idea, and then the Nutcracker showed up, and I went, "Oh, never mind. This is different." <laughs> <laughs> then you were fine with it, right? Yeah, fine with it. Yeah, okay. Now. <laughs> what, what have you got in store for me now? It's, yeah, and I think you're. Right on the nose there, Glenn, that it keeps taking twists and turns. You, you never know where it's going to go and what it's going to do. Because after they get past the Nutcrackers, then you get the really, I think, cool sequence with all the postcards and Christmas cards 
where they're jumping through different category or different cards so you're in different atmospheres and environments to create a sense of peril it takes it takes several very christmasy themes going yeah. from the nutcrackers to the different christmas cards um onto the whole and the next was the the krampus right yeah I mean, krampus <laughs> I think Which, it's hilarious wow, that the year. I love the, yeah, the, the, design. the illustration of, of Krampus. The art there. in the entire story, I think, is really well done, despite not knowing who the two in the background were supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> um, if and if people don't know the Krampus story, it is a it's a it's, the it's, it's a middle middle European um, part of Christmas. I think it's specific to some of the Germanic countries and some of the Scandinavian yeah. countries. And Krampus is this kind of demon that uh, actually. It goes hand in hand with Santa Claus. Santa Claus or Saint Nicholas or Father Christmas is the entity that rewards children that are good for uh, being good throughout the year. Unfortunately for the kids that have been bad throughout the year, <laughs> they get to see Krampus, who is Krampus this extremely yeah. Well, some some have him eating him. Some of them have him with they the Krampus whips them with a, a bundle of switches. Oh. Um, in some incarnations of the story, Krampus delivers coal to those kids. Um, but anyway, in any incarnation, he's a very scary, you don't want to meet Krampus, so you better be good all, all year. <laughs> Which, and, and listeners might be familiar because of the movie that came out not that long ago. Right. In fact, uh, just la- this month, I think it was. Yeah, it was this yeah. month. And uh, Supernatural ap- actually did an episode with Krampus also, which was how I first found out about him. So, yeah, very, very Christmassy themes uh, throughout. Um, to be quite honest with you, I sort of now. I, have you guys? You guys have not seen the reconstruction of the Celestial Toy Maker. No, right? I have not. I, I at one point, and I can't remember exactly where it was. I think it maybe when they're running through the candy stuff here, and, and then they, they, they go get into to the, the board game, games. Yeah, which, which is by the way, we talked in a previous <laughs> show about snakes and ladders. Yeah. Snakes and ladders. Um, I, I started to suspect who was behind this because I have seen uh, the Celestial Toy Maker, where the first Doctor. Stephen and uh, Dodo end up uh, be encountering the Celestial Toy Maker for the first time in that one. And in fact, there's an Eighth Doctor story, and I think it might be called Endgame, where the Eighth Doctor uh, meets with uh, the Celestial Toy Maker as well. And oh. it's, it's a really, really well done. It was done in the pages of Doctor Who magazine. But so I had sort of suspected that the Toy Maker was going to show up, and and quite frankly, I was quite pleased when he did. Yeah, because so was I was like, even not is, knowing the history of him. Yeah, it was such a, a neat and, and the way that he arrives in the in the uh, biplane. I thought it was kind of <laughs> kind of a neat the toy biplane. And yeah, so. the the, the uh, return of the recorder to get yeah. rid of the snakes was yeah. a nice little touch too. Um, and I love that uh, the, we have a very north by northwest scene with the doctor oh. towards the camera <laughs> and the, the biplane over his shoulder, and I thought that was kind of cool. Um, and we even get a flash when we we kind of let the the reader in that may not yeah. be familiar with the celestial toy maker. We do get a little panel here with a shot of the first doctor, who um, looks like they almost pulled that. it straight out of uh, Legacy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, it, it, it does, does, doesn't it? Yeah, it looks it like does. that initial picture we got of it does have the kind of that look, and we got some eyebrow um, close-ups <laughs> of the doctor. Um, anyway, they engage in this, uh, you know, brief little war that brings the it's mental uh, battle, mental battle that brings the toy maker down, and uh, they go back and forth. Uh, I love that the also that the cards when they're dealing, they're dueling yeah. with these cards, and and the uh, celestial toy maker has kind of in. in 
encapsulated them in a prison of, of playing cards, which is is reminiscent of the original uh, story as well, because there's there are playing card motifs in that. Um, but I like how the doctor has changed the images on the cards <laughs> to go back to um, images from his past. So we get yeah. the eleventh doctor, Captain Jack. That's where I'm thinking of. Yeah. I saw Captain Jack. This appears to be Clara from Victorian, Clara, yeah, Victorian yeah. Clara, and then the tenth doctor. And uh, it's it's interesting that they 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 kind of play into their uh, the cards that they would necessarily be. Maybe the king, the jack, the queen. The, the jack is the jack, which yeah, is nice. Exactly. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but they end up lining up head-to-head with a battle. And if you'll notice... <laughs> uh, the battle was really cool. On the Celestial Toymaker's side, we have... Uh, no, that, that, oh, I'm on the Doctor's side. side. On the Doctor's side, we have one of the robots, one of the Vox robots from yeah. Robots of Death. We have a Auton from... <laughs> The Terror of the Autons, yeah. yeah, the big-headed ones from Terror of the Octon. We have Bessie <laughs> in the background who's getting ready to go to war. And Clara's riding like a boat. Uh, and Kettlewell's robot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the Doctor and Clara's side. And then over on the uh, Celestial Toymaker's side, we have some more of the, the toy the fair. Toy we have this evil-looking jack-in-the-box. The fire-breathing uh, dragon. Yeah, the, the evil-looking jack-in-the-box has a clown head. Very scary. A giant... Uh, Robot, uh, wind up robot, which reminded me of the short film that we did, uh, Match Me If You Can, where you have the robot. Oh. Destructo. <laughs> we're the only people that <laughs> know what we're talking about here. But yeah, yeah sure. And interestingly enough, and the, little, unicorn. the little dolls from the dollhouse in the night story terrors. with the little boy with night terrors. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Specifically, and, and, uh, the soldier doll and the, the, what looked and the like the, the kind of girl. Like became Amy's look yeah. in, that, in that story as well. So. So is is the rocking horse unicorn um, maybe the unicorn from the mind robber? Oh, could maybe. be, yeah. could be. I, I also Didn't wondered if the dragon that. was actually the Jabberwocky. Ah, uh, maybe so. Yeah, that would that would though be the master from the mind robber. Yeah. Oh, so I said earlier that I had, or, you know, kind of suspected it was a toy maker, but honestly, the first thing I thought. Was that it was in the uh, story, the land of stories. No, uh, land of fiction. Land of fiction, yes, yeah. thank you. And uh, thinking that that might be where they were initially. But as it kind of played out and it was kind of more of a toy motif, then that's when I went to the Celestial. Yeah. This might be the Celestial toy maker that we're but seeing here. Th- since we're talking about the land of fiction, now I want to see Titan do that. Bring oh, that yeah. to the storyline. Yeah. They so could do that. Yeah, really easy and probably even better. Maybe next Christmas is uh, oh, special. Yeah. Titan, if you're listening. Called it now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the end of kind of the Celestial Toymaker's motivations and the resolution? I like it because in in the Celestial Toymaker, the story, which, we, again, we'll review eventually, the Celestial Toymaker, the Doctor has to essentially win a game in order to escape from the realm in which the toy maker lives. And then the toy maker is one of these eternals that has been, was, was um, out of pre-existing time. And he existed in a realm that he could completely control and manipulate. And fortunately for the doctor and our companions, he is a, a man of honor in the sense that if you're able to beat him, then you you would be able to be released. Uh-huh. Um, what I thought was really cool, though, is in this particular instance, it's the idea that the Celestial Toymaker's world is collapsing. Yeah. And it, he's about to transverse into our reality. And it's almost a – they set it up as a, wow, if this omniscient being 
is able to get into our realm, how scary could would that be? What could, what kind of what you know heck could he unleash on our reality? And it's a little worrisome, except for they turn that sort of on its ear, and it's more of a fact that he's worries he's worried that he won't he's losing his realm that he does not have that control over. And so the doctor then in turn helps him by going ahead and losing the game yeah. so that he can give him essentially what he wants. And it's kind of a Christmas gift, which I think is kind of a neat little wrap-up. Even, even wraps up in a box. Yeah. Yeah, I really like how they – it wasn't that they had to stop him to save the universe. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah. The, the, there's a great line from the Celestial Toy Baker. I shall be loose in a wild, unforgiving universe. A cosmos with no walls. I can hardly conceive of such an infinite horror. Which is such a that's such a great way to describe yeah. how he's feeling and helps you understand why he would not want to leave his little toy box. Very powerful imagery. Yeah, it is, especially the image of the universe here with the toy master, toy maker, not toy maker, toy master, like huddled down. You know. Yeah. Toy maker. I was right the first time. <laughs> yeah, toy maker huddled down with kind of burying his head and 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 afraid. It was quite a powerful image. And the doctor's plot of giving him the TARDIS, knowing that that's what he wants, and then jettisoning him so he can float around in space. I think it's a great great resolution. Which uh, I presume is. I think he even says it's the zero room, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He yeah, has a zero about to make a new zero Which, room. you know, he's jettisoned to that a few times. <laughs> <laughs> he's got backup of backups. Yeah, back up the- and I really like how the final panel is the toy maker's hands with the two toys of him and the first doctor. Under the Christmas tree. Which yeah. I thought was cool. Sitting around yeah. the Christmas tree. Did you happen to notice the, uh, speaking of cool imagers, the, one of the TARDIS kind of assembling itself around them. The crack in the wall. Oh, there is a crack. Oh. <laughs> which is how they escape into the control room. I did not notice the crack. I, yeah, I didn't oh, It is the crack. Yeah, it is on its side. The, yeah. If you turn it, if you turn your head sideways, that's that. That's the edge of the crack there. It's pretty cool. It's, it's yeah. a neat little story. I really like it. I even like how when he jettisons it, it still has the imagery of the TARDIS <laughs> on the outside of the zero. That was kind yeah. of yeah. I think they did a really good job with it. They and, did. And I, I like how they played with the format, too, of the multiple pages. So the, the two-page spread is the board game, and the cards, you wind up going sideways, which is kind of a neat way to look at it all. That ending kind of uh, lifts a page out of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation with um, Moriarty. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just very And it works for, for, yeah. for, of all of the Doctor Who villains that you could pull that with, it, this one. Oh, yeah. Know, well, and the suit, the format suits comic telling very, very well. Yeah, very well. It's just it's 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 made for this medium. Is really what this story is. Because well, I don't know if you could bring him back on TV. As it much as I'd difficult. love to see it, it would be yeah. difficult because it would be regarded as kind of hokey. And but you know, today's audiences, you'd have to find a really interesting and involved way of updating it. Yeah. I think the other thing that, that, that we run into is Michael Gambon has died. Not Michael Gambon. Um, uh, Michael Go. Go, yeah. yeah Michael yeah, Go has yeah, passed. Yeah. And uh, so I don't think I'd want to see any other, character, Lord, any other actor play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, they could cleverly get around that because he is a bit omniscient in his own own right. But um, – yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want to see that. In fact, I think they, they, another actor has played him in Big Finish, and so in audio, I think that would be 
that's it's even hard for me to swallow that in audio. Yeah, yeah. but you're already stretching the exactly. Of- but you're already stretching the limits. But visually, I don't have to see the actor at that point. So. They did a good job uh, capturing his image. It looks like did. yeah, Michael Gow. Gow, yeah. Same uh, same outfit and everything. So. Yeah. And eventually we'll get um, some of the reconstructions on so that we can see that this does have a – at least one episode exists, um, maybe two, but the rest are uh, in reconstruction form and the only way that you can see it. But yeah, that's uh, that was our little special for you. Sean's been really quiet, but uh, – I enjoyed it. <laughs> Anything you want to gush about specifically? No, I, I felt very uh, very fan-served. Yes, as, 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 as a Christmas special, as a, should. As a Christmas yeah. special should be. It was just the right amount of uh, of sugar and, and spice and whipped cream and everything. Nice. I didn't. I didn't have to eat any Brussels sprouts to get it. So it was, it was <laughs> the, perfect, the perfect Christmas comic. Yep. Very good. And thank you, Titan, for that. Yes, yes thank absolutely. you very much, Titan, and, and for giving us a uh, opportunity to do another Christmas special side trip this year. Yeah. All right. Well, if that's going to do it for this side trip, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.